Arabs usually wore a white wig, which was the height of fashion in those days. George Washington sometimes powdered his hair to make it look white. Athletic and dignified in appearance, each stood well over six feet tall, towering above most other men during a time when the average height was five foot seven. Both were honest and popular with the public. They liked simple food and much preferred plain clothes to the high-fashion outfits of the period, decorated with lace, ruffles, and embroidery. George III was sometimes called Farmer George because of his lifelong interest in agriculture. George Washington was a farmer who was happiest when working on his land. Both were excellent horsemen and loved hunting. George III believed that a king should rule America. For a long time, George Washington thought so, too. He had even fought bravely alongside the British Army. The people of Great Britain and the people from Britain's American colonies had a lot in common, too. Most everyone on both sides of the ocean liked their good-natured, young, patriot king. English was their main language. After all, 60% of the colonists had British ancestors. London was everybody's capital city— and many Americans proudly thought of England as home. Great Britain had just won the Seven Years' War, which involved almost every country in Europe and extended all the way to India and Australia. The part of the Seven Years' War fought in North America is called the French and Indian War. King George was now the ruler of the world's greatest empire. As loyal citizens of Great Britain, Colonial soldiers had joined forces with soldiers from England to fight against France for control of North America. When France gave up its territories, jubilant celebrations were held throughout both England and America. Who could imagine that the fabric binding America to Great Britain was about to unravel, or that the two Georges were about to become bitter enemies? Who could guess that George III would be the last king of America and that George Washington would one day become its first president? Neither George Washington nor King George III was fully responsible for everything that happened next. Many other thinkers, soldiers, and politicians helped to shape the future. Even so, as leaders of the two sides, these two Georges were to become the strongest symbols of their countries during the next twenty years. The different ideas they stood for would soon turn the whole world upside down. A Look at the Life of King George and His Countrymen George III was twenty-two years old when he succeeded his grandfather as king in 1760. He was married to a German princess named Charlotte, and they would become the parents of fifteen children. The king was absolutely devoted to his family. Their favorite home was a palace in the English countryside, surrounded by roses, pinks, carnations, and orange lemon and tea trees. But they spent most of their time in a smaller red-brick mansion called Buckingham House usually known as the Queen's House, in London, England, the capital of Great Britain, where the king worked. London, with its 740,000 inhabitants, was the biggest city in Europe and the center of British government.
London's residents were proud of their long history and high level of cultural achievement. For fun, they went to masked balls and the theater, gambled at cards, dice, and roulette, belonged to all sorts of clubs, and met at coffeehouses, taverns, cockfights, chop houses, and pleasure gardens. Noisy streets teemed with horses, carriages, ballad singers, flower sellers, fishmongers, and ladies and gentlemen in fancy white wigs wearing all the latest fashions. But the overcrowded city had its share of problems, too. The death rate was high. All the coal that residents used as fuel caused black rain and thick, sooty smog. Food and drinking water were often unhealthy, riots were common, and public hangings drew rowdy mobs. Thousands of beggars and pickpockets were evidence of poverty run amok. The English were convinced that...